Today is the 24th Sunday after Pentecost, and the Mass is taken from the 5th Sunday after the Epiphany. Now the epistle for the 5th Sunday after the Epiphany is taken from St. Paul's Epistle to the Colossians, the 3rd chapter. Brethren, put ye on as the elect of God, holy and beloved, the bowels of mercy, benignity, humility, modesty, patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If any have a complaint against another, even as the Lord hath forgiven you, so do you also. But above all these things have charity, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of Christ rejoice in your hearts, wherein also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you abundantly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual canticles, singing in grace in your hearts to God. All whatsoever you do in word or in work, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the Holy Gospel is taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. At that time, Jesus spoke this parable to the multitudes. The kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that sowed good seed in his field. But while men were asleep, his enemy came and oversowed cockle among the wheat and went his way. When the blade was sprung up and had brought forth fruit, then appeared also the cockle. And the servants of the good man of the house coming said to him, Sir, didst thou not sow good seed in thy field? Whence then hath it cockle? And he said to them, An enemy hath done this. And the servants said to him, Wilt thou that we go and gather it up? And he said, No, lest perhaps gathering up the cockle, you root up also the wheat together with it. Suffer both to grow until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather up first the cockle, and bind it into bundles to burn. But the wheat gather ye into the barn. Thus far the words of today's Holy Gospel. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if any have a complaint against another, even as the Lord hath forgiven you, so do you also. These words are taken from the epistle of today's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the castle of a noble Italian family about 20 miles from Florence, a girl was born in the year 1287. The lord of the castle was Parisio and his wife Emilia. Their little girl, Margaret, was born blind, hunchbacked, and a midget. But the noble and wealthy parents could not bear the disgrace of an imperfection in their noble family. Sadly, the father kept his daughter in a secluded room in the family castle in the hopes that her existence would be kept secret. The little girl would accept this decision without rebellion, 
And she kept her childhood, she spent her childhood in solitude, devoting herself to prayer. Margaret lived a life of faith and patience all these years, and practicing heroic charity, though none was shown to her. She came from a home where she was deprived, not because her parents had no wealth, but because they valued their material wealth and status more than their own child. She was deprived of all human companionship, so Margaret found companionship with her Lord in solitude. Thus, though she had many physical defects, she grew and increased supernaturally, becoming closer and closer to our Lord himself and making leaps and bounds in holiness. Instead of becoming bitter, though, with all these crosses, she was patient and forgave her parents for their ill treatment. Her cheerfulness stemmed from her conviction that God loves each person infinitely. When Margaret was five years old, a Franciscan monk revered as a saint had recently died. Parisio and Emilia brought Margaret to his tomb, hoping that this little deformed girl of theirs would be healed. But a miracle did not happen. Having failed in this attempt, on their way home from the tomb, the callous parents abandoned their daughter in the streets of the town, never to see her again. For some time, the helpless girl led a stray life, begging for bread from the poor. And her cheerfulness won the hearts of the poor of Castello. And they took her into their poor homes and supported her as much as they could. She passed from house to house in this way, a homeless beggar, this young lady, being practically adopted by the poor. On the other hand, one historian relates that God gave her many gifts in return, and God gave her special favors and graces. For example, despite being blind and crippled, Margaret was tutoring students in logic, astronomy, Latin grammar, and music. Obviously, these are gifts from God, and it was God's way to help Margaret to help others, and also a way to show how pleased he was with this crippled young woman. When she was 33 years old, Margaret had a holy and a peaceful death after having received the last sacraments. The townspeople thronged to her funeral and demanded that their saint be buried in a tomb inside the church. The priest, the pastor, said, Sorry, but usually only bishops or canonized saints are buried within the church. And at that moment, a little girl who was a mute and had never walked in her life was brought up to Margaret's casket. Margaret herself lifted her left arm and touched the little handicapped girl. The handicapped girl then stood up and for the first time used her words and said, Margaret cured me. Shortly after, 
their saint was entombed in the church. Margaret was beatified in 1609, and today, 700 years after her death, her body is still found incorrupt. If there is one thing, my dear faithful, that we can learn from Margaret's life, it is that she certainly had cause to be tempted with sadness and self-pity. She had every right and reason to, but she didn't because she saw each cross as a gift of God and as an opportunity to grow in virtue, especially the virtue of patience. This virtue is the lesson the church would have us learn today from the gospel and the epistle. The gospel is the parable in which in the middle of the night, an enemy spreads cockle, a noxious weed, in the crops of an honest farmer. The farmer allows both the harmful cockle and the good wheat to grow together, telling his laborers, suffer or allow both to grow until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, we will gather up first the cockle to be bound up and burnt, then the wheat we will gather up and save. This parable shows us the patience of God. The patience of God with us, his patience with sinners, and his tolerance of evils for a greater good. Now, while the gospel teaches us about God's patience, the epistle tells us of the obligations on our side. St. Paul tells us that as God is patient, merciful, and forgiving with us, so we have to be patient, merciful, and forgiving with our neighbor. He says, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If any have a complaint against another, even as the Lord hath forgiven you, so ought you to do also. This is an echo of the lesson our Savior has repeated many times in his Gospels, that as God has loved us, so we must love and practice virtue with our neighbor. Therefore, in both the gospel and the epistle, the lesson Holy Mother of the Church would teach us today is patience. The learned Dominican Father Prumer teaches, Patience is the virtue by which one endures and bears evils, so that he be not inordinately saddened or depressed by them. Patience falls under the moral virtue of fortitude, and it is closely united and related with charity. Even though many people today know the common saying, patience is a virtue, the majority, if not every single person, will admit that it is not an easy virtue to practice. Theologians tell us that this virtue is not only extremely necessary, but it is very valuable. We know we are going to have crosses, and by patiently bearing them as the gifts and opportunities that they are, we fashion them into treasures. So, what can motivate us to make these crosses into treasures? 
Well, one help is to consider how patient God is with us. God patiently tolerates sinners. Where would St. Mary Magdalene be if God didn't give her time to repent? What would have happened to St. Peter, the pillar of the church, if our Lord didn't have mercy on his apostle who abandoned him in his passion and who three times denied that he even knew our Lord? Or what hope could the good thief have had if he didn't have the opportunity to profess his contrition to our Lord? With that same patience, our Lord gladly suffered every pain and every hardship in his life and in his death. So, simply, with the motivation of God's patience towards us, his promise to be patient with us if we are patient with our neighbor, and with the moving example of Blessed Margaret of Castello, Let us seize the opportunities in our day to practice patience. Consider again the life of Blessed Margaret. She was born deformed and blind. Her parents were not only unloving, but they were ashamed of her, secluding her from all other people, and even abandoning her on the streets. And yet... She did not get angry. She did not get sad. She didn't get impatient with her heavy and pitiful crosses. She was patient. She prayed and she grew in holiness. She forgave her parents. Then she went around seeking whom else she can help. How do we, though, act with our crosses? How do we act with trials? How can we even compare our difficulties with one day in the life of Blessed Margaret of Castello? Let us use her example to bolster our determination to practice patience. Let us try to follow in her footsteps of virtue and generosity. And let us try to make a return to God for his patience with us. Your cross, my dear faithful, might come in the form of a car going slow in the left lane, a person who is naturally disagreeable or nagging day after day. Sometimes the habits of our neighbor, our spouse, or our children, or a legion of different difficulties in our tasks and duties in our state in life. So whatever occasion of patience comes your way, look forward to the reward that God has ready for you if you conquer it with patience. You see, the story of Blessed Margaret of Castello is a sad story, but it has a very glorious and happy ending. Because of her crosses and on account of her patience, For all eternity, Margaret will be in perfect bliss and happiness now. Our Lord promised us, in your patience, you shall possess your souls. Thus, right now, 
Margaret is enjoying the reward for her patience. Because she recognized her crosses as opportunities, she used them to earn the joys of heaven. Heaven where the saints dwell for all eternity without a single blemish or any imperfection. And where they dwell with the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary. Never to have another pain, never to suffer a single difficulty again, nor even one cross ever again. Let us then, my dear faithful, practice patience to possess our souls and to possess eternal happiness. Indeed, patience is a virtue. But let us therefore be almost impatient to find opportunities to practice patience and to take practical means to make this virtue of patience flourish into the eternal glory. God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.